0: They can't handle the truth. War Room, Battleground. Here's your host,
1: Stephen K. Bannon.
2: Keep an eye on as voters in Maryland choose their party's nominees for governor. The background on the Republican contest, it's mostly straightforward. Kelly Schultz is seen as the moderate, while Trump endorsed Dan Cox, who organized buses to take people to the Capitol on January 6th, is clearly the MAGA choice. So why has the Democratic Governors Association spent more than a million dollars in ads to elevate Cox, the MAGA guy, Trump's choice? The answer is they would say they're playing the long game. They see Cox as an easier general election opponent in Maryland and appear eager to help him get there. Politico Playbook notes this, quote, this isn't the first time a party has worked to choose its own opponent. And Maryland isn't the only state where Democrats have done it this year. They succeeded in boosting Trump-aligned Doug Maspriano in Pennsylvania and Darren Bailey in Illinois, they are attempting it in Arizona right now with Kerry Lake. They tried unsuccessfully to do it in Colorado by giving an assist to two 2020 election deniers. It is also, I don't have to tell you, a strategy that carries significant risk. Think about it. If Dan Cox wins the nomination and then say he happens to pull off a win in the general, Democrats will have helped fund and elect a MAGA conservative to a governorship our conversation, Matt Dowd, political strategist, founder of Country Over Party, also an MSNBC political contributor. Jason's still here. Um, Matt Dowd, you flagged this, and this troubles you. This seems like another example of why it's a dangerous strategy.
3: Well, it does trouble me, and I, I have two reasons for it. First, it's just practical politics. I mean, I, I think anytime you take resources that could be used in a general election, and orchestrate some kind of you know, bank shot deal where you're gonna elect somebody that you think is the possible weakest candidate doesn't always turn out well. One, you lose resources, you've expended resources. Two, that candidate is, is, has a potential uh, to win the race, a la 2016 when most everybody said Donald Trump was the w- weakest Republican that could get nominated and it would make Hillary's path to the White House easier, he became president of the United States. And so that's the one reason sort of practical politics. The second one is a broader, I think that if if everyone is in agreement that our democracy is at stake and that we all want a vibrant sane Republican party that believes in democracy and believes in the constitution, why on earth, why on earth would we elevate candidates and try to diminish other candidates who are the sane ones and elevate the crazy ones in the midst of this environment that we're in today. And as you led into this, yeah, it does carry great risk, but we should actually be hopeful and supporting sane Republican candidates uh, who believe in elections, who support the Constitution, and not the crazies. And so, one, it's just practical politics. I think it's a mistake. But just in a broader, you know, unity
4: around- They want to have Republican candidates who they can control, controlled opposition. We are in War Room Battleground. I am Boris Epstein. It is my honor, my honor to sit in for the one and only Honey Badger, Stephen K. Bannon, who's having a great day of his own, as you may be hearing out there in the news. We are in War Room Battleground, and we are coming off a huge win by one of the Quote unquote, according to MSNBC crazies, Daniel Cox winning a major victory for Maga yesterday in Maryland, and he now running for the governorship of Maryland as as the GOP nominee. Dan Cox endorsed by President Trump, was widely, widely predicted to be an underdog, ended up blowing out his opponent, and now he is on the path to becoming the next governor. Of the state of Maryland. This was a complete annihilation for the Never Trumpers. To everybody from Larry Hogan to Chris Christie to everybody else who thought, oh yeah, you know, time for us to, to turn the page, time, time for us to go to the next step. In your face, another Trump-endorsed candidate like Mastriano in Pennsylvania, like Bailey in Illinois, and now Cox in Maryland wins over the establishment milk toast controlled opposition candidate. Dan Cox, w- welcome to War on Battleground, and congratulations. Well, thank you, Boris, there for a minute. I wasn't sure if we were watching
5: MSLS DC or the great uh, Steve Bannon War Room, but it's an honor to be on your show. And I tell you, when you watch what they're doing and they've lost their minds, obviously, um, they they honestly believe that the people of America are not to be listened to, that everyday people that, that we have uh, here in Maryland suffering at the at the pump, uh, that, you know, they're crying out for help. And what do we get? We get instead a, um, a Biden mantra that says that, you know, we got to bow the knee to, um, you know, the Saudi Arabia, um, uh, excuse me one minute. That's my, that's my little I love
4: guy. It. I love it. Yeah, he's awesome. He's
5: awesome. But I'll, I'll tell you, this is about our children and our families. Okay. That's, that's why we have to, um, make sure we focus in on on the real issues here and our schools are plummeting our schools have uh, not turned out the education that we need our children are suffering they're exposed they're in danger we need sros in our schools here in maryland parents came out in big numbers and they're tired of the establishment saying you know uh, just to kind of go along to get along and stop complaining they're saying no our kids matter and we're going to come out and vote and make sure that we protect our children. We stop this indoctrination that's going on. You know, it's an outrage. We have this thing called equity lens that's being shoved down all the counties through the state local uh, through the state board to the local boards. And 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 shockingly, it teaches things that I cannot repeat on air, uh, pre-K through third and, and up. And it's just got to end. And so the gender indoctrination and the transgender um, propaganda has got to end. We're going to make sure our our girls' sports. Are once again girls' sports and not um, having to compete against those born as males, you know. And then in the in the bigger perspective, we have lost 250,000 Marylanders in the last eight years, and that's because of the policies of a impress, uh, oppressive tax uh, and spend uh, policy here in Maryland. The Democrats. And I want your under, your listeners to understand the Democrats are using a progressive model here in Maryland to try to force their ideology on the entire nation. This is ground zero. That's why you have Tom Perez and Wes Moore battling it out here to see who they can try to you know, convince because their ideology the party is very far left extreme and it's gonna take us in the wrong direction. Instead, our vision is broad. It says, we're gonna give you your freedom back. This constitution, the Maryland constitution and the United States constitution matters individually, the civil rights of every person in Maryland matter, and that's what's been removed the last, uh, you know, the last two years. And additionally, I am the only candidate saying we are going to end the jab for jobs. This whole vaccine passport plan that they're rolling out, we're going to end the forced masking, and the and forever once again establish that churches and businesses can remain open without a government intrusion locking them down indefinitely. Like we did, that is horrific. That what happened was wrong, and then you know across the aisle, what do you have? Boris, you have big government, you have plans to lock us down, you have plans for more forced masking of children in school, even though we have a 34% suicidal ideation rate that happened in my county as a state delegate. That's wrong, that's why I've been fighting for two years against these policies. That's why I'm listening to Democrats and independents and Republicans alike, and we're building a unity coalition to say, enough is enough, we're gonna reestablish our freedoms and restore freedom to the free state.
4: That's great. That's great. Dan, let me ask you this question. You came in, you were Trump endorsed, or you are Trump endorsed. How much of a of an impact did President Trump's endorsement, the most powerful endorsement in American politics? How much of an impact has this endorsement played in a race, again, where Kelly Schultz, you know, backing Larry Hogan, the rhino, was widely reported to be fair. Even Fox News, oh, you know, the Trump-backed candidate, he is the underdog. But here you are, you won by what, over 30,000 votes, completely blowing out the rhino establishment. What role did did the endorsement play so far? And what role do you see it playing the most powerful endorsement in the history of American politics, President Trump's endorsement, playing into the general?
5: You know, it's a great honor to have President Trump's endorsement. I just got off the phone with him this morning and uh, wished prayers and love to his family as they attend the funeral. My heart, our hearts go out to them right now and uh, all his family. Um, and I tell you, one of the things that stood out to me was the power that he packs when he uh, when he speaks because we were running ahead in the polls anywhere from seven to nine points and then President Trump endorsed us and we jumped 20 points. And that's exactly how it played out yesterday. We we're, we're winning now. We won with over 17 points. And that's because President Trump stood up, stood firm and said, this is the individual you need to vote for because Dan Cox is the one that's going to win on America first, Maryland first values. That's the winning strategy because it's a loved approach, even across party lines. We had 25 percent of minorities in Maryland voting for President Trump here. We had over a million Trump voters in Maryland. A lot of people don't know this story. We, uh, President Trump did very well in Maryland, except but for this uh, long, you know, 10-day 10, 10 day mail-in ballot fiasco that happened, uh, you know, afterwards. We saw 37 percent Democrat mail-in ballot turnout which for basement Biden, which was just unheard of uh, in in history. So, but on the day of election and uh, on the early voting, President Trump did extremely well here in Maryland. And that's what we're seeing going forward. You know, when you look to um, November, what you're going to see are the issues. Right now, Biden is tanking in Maryland horrifically. Every independent and Democrat that voted for Biden that I've talked to, I asked them this question, Are you happy where you are where he has led us? And every single one has told me, absolutely not. It's not just a no. It's an absolutely not. They're looking for real leadership and they're willing to consider an outsider, a non-establishment figure that actually is willing to do and roll up the sleeves and do what what I've promised to do. And that's who I am. I intend to take our our state house back in the direction of freedom, restoring it for everyone. And the opportunity is there and the option is on the table. So we're going to do it.
4: I love it, Absolutely love it. Now, how as you as you look forward to you know, the next you know, three three plus months here, really? I mean, it's it's a it's a quick run, right? What do you see being the biggest challenge? Challenge of bringing real MAGA leadership to Maryland, because you know, Larry Hogan isn't MAGA. Larry Hogan isn't even Republican anymore. Larry Hogan is just you know some sort of mix of of Democrats and Bushies. How, what are, what are your biggest challenges? What should the Warren Posse be focused on? How do we make sure that Dan Cox is the next governor of the great state of Maryland?
5: Well, number one, uh, we need resources. And so this is one of the things I'm going to ask your listeners. If you don't want vaccine passports coming to your neighborhood and your state, they're pushing their agenda to Florida. They're pushing it to Texas. They're pushing it across the entire country. They've established what's called a $2.5 billion global Pandemic Prevention Center for tracking right here in Rockville, Maryland. That was my opponent. That's one of the reasons I ran hard and I defeated her on that issue. And this is where we are today. If we don't bring in resources and fight, and if everyone uh, that believes in these values can help us out at CoxforFreedom.com, then we won't be able to get the message out. So it's it's crucial that we get the message out. It's actually working. And, uh, you know, I just want to mention something. We did a fantastic job in this campaign, getting the message out with limited resources. We we were able to go almost five to one. They spent over four million dollars against our campaign. We raised, uh, you know, somewhere north of a half a million. I think we raised close to six hundred fifty seven hundred fifty thousand dollars, and yet we beat them. We ran them off their feet because the issues matter to Marylanders, and that's across the line right now. So if you invest in our campaign, CoxforFreedom.com. I promise you, it's an investment in your own freedom in your own state, because that's what I see. What That's what happened here with Governor Hogan, uh, Boris. He actually was a chair, the chair of the uh, National Governors Association, pressuring governors across the entire United States to lock their states down. And thankfully, some Republicans did not do so. You know, we had Kristi Noem, a rock star, who stood up and said no. She stood with President Trump on July 3rd at Mount Rushmore, and they said freedom is the path. And you look at uh, Governor DeSantis in Florida. He led the way yeah. and said, no, we're not going to do these egregious lockdowns. That's the path forward for the Republican Party. And that's the I love path that here in Maryland.
4: Dan Cox, you're my kind of guy. You're the war room posse's kind of guy. And you're obviously endorsed by President Trump. Dave Boss, he's been a big part of your team team there, a big part of the win. And Bossy is somebody who was such a major player for us in 2016, continues to be a key ally of President Trump and MAGA. Uh, Dan, minute left, what do you want to say to to the voters, Give to, to the Warren Posse, give them a little bit of an attaboy, and then give us your socials again, give us all your coordinates, and Godspeed, we're here to help you in every possible way to make sure you're the next governor of the state of Maryland.
5: Well, I want to leave them with the reminder of what Winston Churchill said, that um, when he won in World War II and he stood up against the British, uh, stood up for the British against the Nazi regime, he said, never, never, never give up. And so we see um, constant battles for our freedoms and our values across the country. And sometimes we win, sometimes we lose. Last night we won big. Uh, Sometimes great candidates across the country haven't won. But with President Trump, we see a winning strategy. We see President Trump winning across this country like we we have never seen before. It's it's on fire. The president is on fire, and that's the path forward because the issues matter to America. We all can stand up and do our part. He can't do it alone, and neither one of us that are running as as uh, uh, you know running for office can do that either. And so we need everyone to be on board. This race, Boris, was a grassroots campaign. Uh, my lieutenant governor candidate uh, helped, and uh, my daughter ran as the uh, she was the campaign manager, ran all 24 jurisdictions fantastically. And I tell you, we beat a $4 million campaign against us with daily smears. So it can be done. We're going to win this. And everybody can go to our website, CoxforFreedom.com. They can go on our social medias, which you can see on the website as well. CoxforFreedom.com. It's a secure donation. Anything you can give, you can max out at $6,000. And I'm telling you, a war chest is what we need because We're going to win this. We're going to win this for freedom, and we need your help. Thank you so much.
4: Dan Cox, thank you. Congratulations. Godspeed. God bless. We're going to be there with you every stop of the way. Dan Dan Cox, the next governor of the state of Maryland.
5: Thank you, Boris. God bless.
4: Of course. What a huge win, folks. This was tremendous. Again, this is a race in which... Overwhelmingly, the mainstream media, including Fox News, came in and said, "Oh, Kelly Schultz, she's going to do it. She's going to, you know, she's going to, uh, you know, come in with a big win." President Trump comes in with this endorsement for Daniel Cox. Dan Cox runs a mega race, grassroots with the posse, with the American people, going door to door in the state of Maryland, and there he is as the nominee and now it's a sprint in the general and he's going to be up against it's not determining it but he'll be up against one of these far left candidates from the Democrat party and I absolutely will tell you that that seat that governorship is in play way too many folks are going to oh well it's Maryland well first of all you obviously have had republicans even if in name only rhinos larry hogan elected in Maryland to the governorship but don't forget this November November 8, 2022 is going to be an absolute red wave tsunami, and in that red wave tsunami, we're going to have win, after win, after win, after win, and with those wins is going to come victories, which some are going to say unexpected, but look at MAGA, winning in Illinois, Winning in Pennsylvania, winning in Maryland, winning in Ohio, winning all across the country. MAGA, 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 MAGA. We're going to keep that going, and a big part of that, a huge part of that, is the Hispanic vote that's going over to MAGA and droves. And a vital part in that process, a vital player in that process, is Americano media, Hispanic media that is at, that is giving the message, that is relating to and authentically speaking with the Hispanic community that has turned completely been turned off to the no-southern-border policies of Joe Biden, to the terrible gas prices, to the terrible inflation in this country, and failure of the Democrats as a whole. I wanna bring in the CEO of Americana Media, a good friend of mine, Ivan Garcia Hidalgo. Ivan, are you there?
1: Hey, Boris, how are you? Thanks for having
4: me on the show. I'm great, my friend. I'm great. Great to have you. Honored to have you. Talk to us about where Americano stands right now. You had some huge news in the, la- in the last week. You had a, a migration, a, ma- a, ma- a major exodus from the Soros-backed, former conservative outlet to Americano Media. Give us an update on that and talk to us about the future. Absolutely.
1: First, I want to congratulate Dan Cox. I, as you know, Boris, I was a uh, a Maryland resident up until right. a months ago when I moved back to Florida, so I know the Maryland story very, very well. And I got to tell you, uh, Maryland is solid red except for a couple pockets, right? Which is Montgomery County, Baltimore, and P.G. County. But I think Dan can win it, and he can win it really, really big with the Hispanic vote. There are enough Hispanic votes in Maryland that we can flip that state and bring it home for Dan. So we're gonna be uh, we're gonna be supporting Dan from from uh, from Americano and, and and help him drag that victory all the way through, man. But uh, like you said.
4: No doubt about it. Exodus. We're going to be there for them every step of the way. And we're going to make sure that that everybody from every community, Hispanic community, African-American community, Jewish community, uh, every community is going out and voting in Maryland for Dan Cox, just like they're going out all across the country for MAGA candidates.
1: 100%. Hey, hey Boris, like you said, mass exodus, mass exodus from Radio B. George Soros went out there and tried to uh silent cons- conservative Hispanics and uh and we said no. We said uh Somos Americano, not Soros Americano. And uh and we took their their entire front line over six hours of their live programming Monday through Friday. So they are virtually a sinking ship. Too bad for Soros. Uh, great for Americano and everybody is following us. We're we're destroying all the ratings right now. We're crushing it. People joining every single day, downloading our app, uh, listening to us on SiriusXM, on our webpage, on Getter. Uh, we're all over the place. And as you know, Boris, we're launching television um, in August. We actually are going to transmit our, our first signals live from CPAC Dallas. We're going to be shooting uh, eight to 10 hours live a day. So that's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to be right there on Broadcast Row. So if you're uh, you're at CPAC, come on by and see us.
4: That's going to be a huge deal, Ivan. That's going to be a huge deal. Everybody who's going to be at CPAC has to go and say hello to Americana Media. Say hello to Ivan and talk about... Just how vital this process is. I mean, as you said, Ivan, Radio Mambi was something that, that George Soros took over, and he tried to make conservative Americans, including conservative Hispanic Americans, into controlled opposition. But you've got in there, and humbly, I'm, I'm honored to be a part of the part of the team that's helping with that process. Went in there and said, "No, we are not going to allow that. We are not going. We're not going to let that happen."
1: Yeah, no, 100 percent. And you know what? And 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 you see it everywhere across every race. Right. Obviously, MAGA is winning everywhere. The President Trump's policies are winning everywhere. The failed Marxist regime of, of Joe Biden, Obama, Hillary Clinton, George Soros is failing absolutely everywhere. And Hispanics have finally come home. You know, they've realized this. You know, see, the issue is that we're, we're the left then the Democrats miscalculated. They thought they were going to pull the hood over Hispanics, fool them, try and buy them with goodie bags. But Hispanics have you know, have a different reality. You know, We've seen this movie many, many times, all through Latin America. We've seen up until recently, all these countries collapse to the left and be destroyed. We've seen Peru. We've seen Chile. We've seen Colombia recently. Argentina is a disaster. They almost ousted Lasso in In uh, Ecuador, obviously, nobody needs to be reminded about Cuba, Nicaragua and Venezuela, which is, you know, all three of them are a disaster. You can't even find toilet paper in Venezuela or food. Right. So uh, Hispanics are not going to be fooled. Uh, Hispanics are are opening their eyes. We're playing a major role in in, in making sure they understand what reality is and what's going on. And that uh, no matter what Democrats say, the reality is this. They're pushing socialism, they're pushing communism, that's eventually where they want to go. That's what we have seen fail over and over again. And Hispanics are catching on, and they're going to say no to the Democrat Party, and they're going to embrace MAGA every single day, every election day, and especially in November.
4: That's great to hear, Ivan, that is so encouraging and such a major step. In the MAGA movement as it grows, you got all this nonsense coming from the left. Oh, you know, MAGA is is exclusionary. MAGA is only for white people. And look at us, right? You got a Jewish guy and a, and a Hispanic American guy chatting to, and talking about how vital MAGA is to the survival of our country. And Americano media is is, is really a a big a, a big important player in ensuring that the message is delivered to Hispanic Americans, and it's not its not somehow filtered through the Soros lens or filtered through the mainstream media lens. So you, you mentioned ratings. What are you seeing out there? How has the response been to the mass exodus, as we talked about, but also overall to Americano media? Are you seeing the kind of engagement you hope for, or are you blowing it out of the water, and now when TV comes, it's gonna be a whole different ballgame even over and above that?
1: Look, I think once TV once TV goes live, it is going explode. It is going to explode. Right now, just with uh, Nelson Rubio, Lourdes Rubieta, Daniel Alexandrino that, that left and, and, and quit. Radio Mom being came over. Their shows are on fire. The, the number of callers in every show is just out of control. We cannot take all the calls that come in. I mean, there are people on hold the entire show um it, it's it's absolutely crazy the enthusiasm the excitement right now about actually finding out that there is a real news and that's what we call it right i mean you've seen our you've seen our slogan oh yeah the media this is real right contrary to the fake news that's out there right we're not pushing fake news we're keeping it real and we're bringing exactly the truth reality to every single person that wants to listen to it and we're going to make sure we do that no matter what the left says no matter what you know darren soto and the rest of those clowns over at the hispanic congressional caucus want to push about disinformation and and trying to push the doj and their truth board and all that crap reality is they are disinformation they are misinformation uh they're trying to come across with this new group that soros led and funded by saying that uh what they're trying to do is make sure that there is uh you know, enough and equal space for everybody to talk about in Spanish language. No, that's incorrect. That's totally fake news. It is not a bipartisan group. It is not an independent group of some ladies that reach into their bank account. It is a source-funded operation, and it is meant exactly to shut down and turn off and silence conservative Hispanics.
4: No doubt about that. we got 30 seconds left. Ivan, what do you want to leave the War Room Posse, the viewers, with, and then give your coordinates and everywhere they need to reach and find Americano Media? Hit us hard.
1: Americanomedia.com, Americano Media on iOS, on Android. Uh, We're going to be on Apple TV, Roku, Amazon Fire, Android TV, all those starting in August, and tune in. This Friday, uh, you can download it on any, uh, uh, you can watch it on our apps, on our webpage, or on Getter. We're going to have the president's speech in live, in, in Spanish, so it's going to be a hell of a show, pre and post game. Don't miss it.
4: Wow. That is, as they say, big league. Ivan Garcia Hidalgo, CEO of American Media, thanks so much. Folks, stay with us. We'll be right back on War Room Battlegrounds.
6: And order taking back trump's america to help fund peter's legal defense taking back trump's america provides a critical MAGA blueprint to put trump back in the white house in 2024 by taking back trump's america on amazon today if they can put peter navarro in prison they can come for all of us
1: war room battleground with stephen k bannon
4: and we're back at war room battleground i am boris epstein it is an honor to be sitting in for the one and only Stephen K. Bannon, the Honey Badger, who is absolutely annihilating the mainstream media, the elites, the sham J6 committee. Yes, yeah, sorry, Betty Thompson. Hope you're feeling better with your China virus, though, of course. And everybody, everybody else out there, all the haters, they're getting in from Steve Bannon. And I am here in War Room Battleground. It is an honor. We just had a crazy, amazing first segment. Now we are on to the second segment, and let's get into it right away. We have Tudor, Dickson, leading candidate for the Republican nomination to be the next governor of the state of Michigan, Tudor. Welcome to War and Battleground.
7: Thank you for having me.
4: Of course, it's my pleasure. It is my pleasure. You know, we were talking about your race gosh over a year ago by phone and now here you are. You've only have uh, what about nine, 11, 12 days to go until until the primary. Where where does the race stand? Tell the tell the posse where it you know, what's the current status?
7: Right now we're leading. Another poll just came out a few moments ago saying that we've got a, an 8 point lead in the state right now. We want to keep that up and we just got to finish strong in these last 11 days.
4: That's big. That's what what prompted you a to jump into the race? And what are your key items that you're running on? Obviously, the state of Michigan's well, one. No, the 2020 election has been a hot topic, hot issue. You know that's something that the MAGA base is absolutely focused on. Of course, every town a border town, inflation, gas prices. What are you focusing on during this last sprint?
7: Well, really, economic issues are number one uh, for people across the state of Michigan, and we want to make sure that there is no more pain in the state of Michigan because Gretchen Whitmer is trying to cause more pain. She's trying to shut down a pipeline here. I'm sure you're aware of that, but also education is big with people here in the state because Michigan's education system is in serious decline. We're 38th in the nation, but the latest data shows us that in the next By by 2030, we'll be in the bottom five states in the nation if we don't do something. So we want to get in there and do something for education right away. We want to have safe communities, and we certainly want to see more money going into the pockets of Michiganders.
4: That's absolutely vital. There's no doubt about it. And then what about issues, you know, CRT, uh, protecting our kids, Uh, and and you know some of the key fronts that I think were vital for the Yunkin win in Virginia. And let us that was a total MAGA win. I mean, you see the numbers. That was all MAGA coming out for Glenn Youngkin, And also vital for the primary win of, of Dan Cox yesterday of Bailey in Illinois. Now, where are you on those issues?
7: Yeah, we've come out strongly against having CRT and DEI in our schools. We have these Uh, DEI administrators and directors in our schools, we want to make sure that our kids are focused on reading, writing, and math. Like I said, we are really declining in education. Our kids just failed their literacy exams by 50% across the state. So we've come out hard on getting that out of our school systems and also having a parent's right to know act. So in cases where maybe it's not identified, we want to make sure that parents are able to see what's happening in their classroom because that's what we've had trouble with here in the state as well, is that parents aren't getting all the information when they go to the school and say, what exactly are you teaching in our classroom? So we want the parent to be able to go to the school website and then see what the class syllabus is, see what they're teaching their child in their classroom and see what the books are in their school library and their classroom library, because we've even found some pornographic, quite frankly, pornographic books in our seventh grade classrooms in the state of disgusting. Michigan. So we want to not only say we're getting rid of this, but we're also going to put sunlight on these classrooms and make sure that parents have access to see exactly what's happening there.
4: That's so vital. I mean, as a, as a parent, I will never put up with any of this disgusting nonsense they're pushing to our children all across the country. The country's lost its mind. It's, you know, we've got, you know, the, the this gendered, education gender identification talk there's two genders okay and that's the bottom line there's male and female sure sometimes there's a medical issue but that's a different situation but if anybody's going around telling my little boy that oh you know you've got a choice whatever that is nonsense and i want that as far from from all of our children as possible do you agree
7: And think think about this. In the state of Michigan, our attorney general came out and said she was joking, but she still said she wants a drag queen in every school. So we take that seriously. And I'm very fortunate that I've been able to build some relationships with our legislature. So we got together and they drafted a bill saying, we're not going to have drag queens in our school. And, you know, we had people say, why would you even be concerned about this? When Democrats say things now, we take it very seriously. And I think one of the one of our representatives came out and said, Look, it takes us two hours to write up this bill and vote on it, and then we don't have to worry about it anymore. And we do take it very seriously when Democrats come out with these radical ideas of having drag queens in school.
4: Of course, I mean, listen, when when we were in high school, even 10, 15 years ago, people would have, if you started talking about, you know, gender education to, to three and four third and fourth graders, you people thought. That would have thought that was a joke, and now we're living that nightmare. And you know, and and that's where the Democrats, these woke crazy lefties, are pushing us. But there's such pushback to that. There's such a boomerang to that. The American people are, are, are rejecting it wholeheartedly. And I, but it is vital for us to be rejecting it again at state level. So you know, what? Let me ask you this question. You know, elections are simple in our country, right? It's all about authenticity, and it's all about connecting with the voter, and about what what the, each candidate brings. What qualifies Tudor Dixon to be the next governor of the great state of Michigan?
7: Well, my background is manufacturing. I came from our family steel foundry. So I understand not only small business in the state of Michigan, but also what we really are known for, which is manufacturing. And we've been able to build relationships with people across the state, especially our job creators across the state, because they understand that I get where they're coming from. I'm also a mom. I have four girls that are school age. So I'm walking alongside every other parent who is protecting their child, but also wanting choice and education and wanting to make sure their child's getting the best possible education. And then, as you know, I've also been in the media because I was on your your network with you talking about conservative causes, making sure we are lifting up conservative voices and fighting right alongside everybody else who wants to make sure that the conservative voice is heard in America.
4: That's pretty strong right there. that is pretty strong and it's a, that's a vital message for the Warum posse for the movement to know as they're making their decision you know with 1011 days with 10,11 days to go. Minute left, what else do you want to tell the audience? What do you want to leave them with as you embark on the sprint now to 12 11, 12 days from now?
7: We have such a huge opportunity in the state of Michigan to bring the state back, be number one in the country in education, make sure that we have safe cities and make sure that we are a business friendly environment, make sure that we're investment friendly but also this is a really interesting race because what we're looking at is we're looking at that traditional conservative mom, hello, right here, against who we're now hearing is the far left birthing parent. And I think this is fascinating because this is the center of the country where you see these two moms battling. And and really, she is saying she's this birthing parent. She's calling us menstruating people. And just so you know, let's never use that term, that's a disgusting term. We are fighting for fairness in girls' sports. This is about making sure that women are not erased in this country, and I wanna be the best person out there. I know I, I will be the best person out there to defend us and defend our little girls.
4: Tudor, how can people find you? Give us your coordinates, and good luck and Godspeed. How can people locate you?
7: Please check out our website. It's TudorDixon.com. It's T-U-D-O-R-D-I-X-O-N.com, and we're on Facebook and Twitter. Check us out.
4: Go get him, Tudor Dixon. Thanks so much for having us. Thanks so much for coming in, taking the time to speak with us here in War and Battleground. Good luck and God bless. Thank you. Thanks, Michigan. We just we just went through Maryland. We have we've had MAGA candidates win in in uh, Ohio. MAGA candidates win in Illinois. MAGA candidates win in Alabama, in Pennsylvania. MAGA is on a roll, the likes we've never seen. And there's several reasons for that. First, it is the clear contrast between the strength of President Donald J. Trump and the weakness, fecklessness of Joe Biden. It is most of all the pathetic state that our country is in. Again, as compared to what President Trump did for us, did for us internationally, did for us militarily, did for us in terms of keeping inflation down, and vitally did for us in terms of bringing gas prices down for the American people. To talk more about the oil and gas crisis in this country, perpetrated by none other than feckless Joe Biden, the crazy left wingers, and those who pray to the green, you know, to the Green New Deal. We've got Dave Walsh. Dave, thanks so much for joining us. Hey, Boris. Thank you.
6: Privilege to be on this week in this in this week of the efforts to silence. Steve's voice, which is what this sham trial is only and all about, silencing him. That's their goal and objective, and God willing. And they're efforts. getting
4: and they're getting the opposite because because Honey Badger is out there at the at the microphones, crushing him day in and day out. So Steve's do Steve's doing great. Show's right. an absolute fire. So, Dave, you know, you've got an unbelievable background in this, of course. With your experience, okay? how do you rate Joe Biden's trip overseas and specifically the, the disgusting fist bump embarrassed and ridiculed around the world?
6: Culturally embarrassing, embarrassing in many ways, but I, you know, I have, I have, I have joked and I'll be careful not to, you know, not on record. This isn't probably a matter of actual fact, but everything we're doing is consistent with being a member of OPEC. The, the, Negotiating with the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia. That fails, of course. We pivoted now. As of two days ago, we pivoted back to Iran. We listened to John Kirby yesterday at the White House press briefing, our National Security Council uh, spokesman, talk about guess what? Iran's going to help us reduce pri- the price at the pump in the U.S. and relieve some of the suffering of our gas consuming clients in the United States by, oh, by the way, agreeing to this uh, nuclear deal and putting billions of dollars into. Iran. The whole thing is a smokescreen. It's not about reducing gas prices in the U.S. Iran's production at about two and a half million barrels a day is one one fifth the U.S. They'll have an, no effect on world pricing whatsoever. That storyline is all about a smokescreen, misinformation and disinformation from the administration on somehow reducing gas prices here by appeasing them with the nuclear deal. That Kerry has been all, all about even while President Trump was in office and, uh, and sending them billions of dollars, covering it over now with, with oh, it's going to help gas prices here. So we continue, this administration continues to squelch production in the United States in the Gulf, in Alaska, offshore, now with environmental issues arising from the EPA in the Permian Basin on nitrous oxide emissions supposedly, continuing to take actions to reduce production here which is a classic OPEC method, get prices up and have people suffering while negotiating only with Iran, Kingdom of Saudi Arabia failed, of course, and Venezuela for a supply for the U.S.
4: instead of producing here.
6: Absolutely senseless and indicative of of some degree of corruption, to be frank with you.
4: Dave, can you compare that to the strength and broad spectrum dominance on energy that President Trump brought when he was— when he was in that Oval Office before the illegitimate regime of Joe Biden,
6: we were a net net exporter of oil, a gargantuan net exporter, of course, of natural gas, electricity, self sufficient. Um, that, that that's exactly where you want to be strategically to defend yourself, to defend yourself from price spikes in things like oil and gas. To have coal, have nuclear power, all of this being all of this being attacked by the administration. And and let me go to another example of that. Yesterday, Buttigieg appearing before uh, Congressman who? Massey. Buttigieg.
4: On on who is that? Fix. Well, he's is you know, that the guy pick, with the is that the, the guy with the paternity leave?
6: That's him. I think he's leaving office. I, it sounds like he might be running for something else. We're not sure, but it, no, he's promoting right support of Newsom's program to be entirely EV mandated in California by thirty. Maybe not.
4: When you say EV, you mean electric vehicles, which electric are vehicles. worse for the environment, correct? Yeah. Worse for yeah. the environment than traditional cars, which I stick to.
6: But they talk about that. The country will need 250,000 more megawatts of base load continuous electricity if that were to happen by 2030, 35. The actual policies of the country, through the, administered largely by the EPA, are taking us in exactly the opposite direction of that. If I look, the consensus forecast out to 2030 for new generation reduces base load continuous duty generation by another 9% in the US. Coal down 145,000 megawatts, nuclear down 4,000 megawatts, combustion turbine uh, combined cycle up about 64,000 megawatts. But the net, another reduction of 85,000 megawatts of continuous base load generation that would do something like if, if one actually believed in this fuel electric vehicles at night. Well, no, we're actually taking steps to eradicate the generation that they're talking about. They don't talk about it. They talk about EVs only. Wind and solar can't power these vehicles if, if this is where they're headed. So there's even a disconnect. They never discuss what's the energy source going to be to fuel those batteries. It's got to come from nuclear. It's got to come from coal. It's got to come in part from combined cycle gas, the the stuff that runs all of the time, that is under attack by this administration chronically. They want to shut down coal completely. They're doing a good job of it, unfortunately. They have they have basically ceased new nuclear building completely in the country, except for Plant Vogel, which is moving very slowly. Um, they, you know, the environmentalists have been all over that for 25, 30 years, 40 years, and, and want us to migrate to intermittent part-time energy sources while talking about switching the whole transportation fleet to EV. It it's irrational. It makes no sense. That they're not it's irrational.
4: It's never, and it's never gonna happen, Dave. It's never gonna no. happen. This is the no. same nonsense we've been hearing for 30, 40, 50 years. But they know that and and here's the most disgusting part. They know that they're lying to us. They know they're no. lying to the American public. And we've got to stand up. And we've got to push back and that's why we need President Trump back in the Oval Office as as fast as possible. The latest Jan 20, 2025. Dave, we're crunching through time. How do how can people find you? Your insights on this are absolutely invaluable. Give us your coordinates right now.
6: Well, you can find me on Getter, Dave Walsh Energy on Getter. Thanks a lot, Dave.
4: Morris. Dave, thanks so much. Pleasure to speak with you. Dave Walsh is somebody who breaks it down and brings the details. And that's what we need. That's why War Room is such, is such a game stopper, is such a groundbreaking show. Because we get into the weeds here, folks. This isn't all about just bromines and all about you know, the top line. This is about getting into the weeds. And Dave Walsh just broke down they are exactly why we need President Trump back in the Oval Office. And that's just on energy. That's just on making sure that we have full spectrum, Oil and gas and electric dominance all across the world. And by the way, the, again, Buttigieg, Biden, and all of them—they know that they're not telling you the truth. They know that they're making your lives worse, and they're trying worse, and they're trying to lie to you and cover up for that very, very fact. And that's what we need MAGA candidates elected all across the country to put a stop to it now. When the new Federal and state legislatures go into new session in January of 2020. And then, of course, vote for, as we hope and expect, if President Trump runs for office. Vote for President Trump and bring him back the latest, Jan 20, 2025. We just had Tudor Dixon from Michigan. Let's stay in the great state of Michigan. We have Jonathan Lindsay running for state office in in Michigan, he's a, he's a special forces vet, somebody who's put his life on the line for this country. It's an honor to have you in War and Battleground, Jonathan Lindsey. How are you, my friend? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. You got it. Listen, we're, we're crunched on time. We got about four and a half minutes. Give us your background real quick. You know, what's your story? Why did you decide to run for office? What are your What are your qualifications? Why should people vote for you?
6: Yeah, thanks. Uh, A little about me. I'm like many people we see across the country right now. uh, Not the conventional candidate. I'm a regular guy. I'm a husband, a father, a Christian man. I grew up on a farm in this district where I'm running. And a few more things about my background. I got a degree from Yale University, um, but managed to make it through there without becoming a communist like a lot of them. And then, as you said, I served about seven years in the US Army and the Army Special Forces. A lot of people know them better as the Green Berets. And I got in this race uh, because what I see in Michigan is a legislature that
3: that too often, and not everyone up there, but, but too often they didn't have the courage to stand up for the people over the last few years. And that's through the pandemic, and then especially as we watched the 2020 election play out.
4: We got a little bit of a connection problem there. We hear you, Jonathan, but it's not that great. Let's reboot Jonathan real quick. We only got a couple minutes left, Uh, the the noise that was going in and out. But hey, what he's saying is is a thousand percent true. We have a major problem in this country, and that is not just the Democrats, but it's the rhinos. It's the rhinos who are standing in the way of MAGA. And if you stand in the way of MAGA, MAGA candidates like Jonathan Lindsay, endorsed by President Trump, are going to come in, and, and, and they're going to uh, broom you out. That's exactly what's going to happen. We've seen it happen across the country. We've seen it happen in every state. And there's some major races coming up. Blake Masters in Arizona on, on August 2nd. You've got races in Wisconsin, races in Michigan, races in Missouri. I've been I've been clear about the fact that I'm supporting Governor Eric Greins in Missouri for that Senate seat. But these are all MAGA candidates. And as long as we get MAGA candidates to win, our country is going to be fine. But but, folks, we don't have a lot of options here, not a lot of chances to save it. we got Jonathan back. Jonathan, we got about a minute left to go. Give give us real quick your message to the war room posse. Talk to us about the endorsement and where, where people can find you. Yeah, I'm the first Trump endorsed candidate here in Michigan, and the election is right around the corner, August 2nd. All I can say to people out there who are watching around here is not. We still got like, that noise up. problem, unfortunately. Jonathan, I'm sorry about that. We'll have you back on in, in, in a different segment, but we'll make sure we put your socials up everywhere. Jonathan Lindsay, Trump endorsed, going for the state legislature there in Michigan, and a key legislature because that is one where, where the legislators did not stand up after the 2020 election. Folks, it's been my honor to be with you on War Room Battleground. The one and only, the one and only Honey Badger, Stephen T. Bannon, is continuing to crush it out there. He's going to be back soon. But in the meantime, we're going to pull together as a team and continue to bring you the vital message that MAGA is ascended. God bless all of you. Stay strong. God bless. And I will talk to you tomorrow.